Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? What's up, family? From Chicago, we have with us today a multi-talented rapper, producer, DJ, TV show host, Green Slime. He has some great one work under his belt as a rapper, producer, with some very dope projects that dropped over the past recent years, along with some interesting collabs, too, with sick artists, notably from Chicago, through music and other avenues, such as Kari, McJenkins, Solar5, and more. Slime's an artist who, honestly, I only consciously tapped into at the beginning of this year. But as we'll discuss throughout this interview, his work is something I was actually already familiar with and just didn't notice. And his impact also extends well beyond just the music he's dropped under his name. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? What up? What up? Damn, you did your research for real. What's up, man? Hey, yo, yo, yo. All my real niggas put your blunts up Bitch niggas beat you to death With my nunchucks Consider myself a monk Practice every day with these beats Yo, I try to do a hundred a month Split a- Yo, I'm, I, you know, I was, I was looking forward to have you on the show Not just because of like the artistic output that I really like But because based on that show Broke ass low budget show that you hosted and your music that we'll obviously get into soon. You know, you seem really charismatic and funny. And so I want to see if that was a real deal in person. Just trying to have a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? People be too serious and shit. Rappers be all serious. Like, at the end of the day, motherfuckers just want to laugh and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I'll be laughing. You can ask anybody I know. They're going to tell you, yeah, he be joking too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like seeing the way you you seem so comfortable and cool amidst like the super supreme awkwardness on your show in particular is mad impressive. Reminds me of like Eric Andre. Like I don't know how I how you bear that at times. It's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> people always say that about Eric Andre, and I actually was I actually watched his show a lot and uh, fucked with it. But I wasn't trying to like run around naked and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he goes, so, he goes, he goes <laughs> a little different places. I was than like, yeah, sure. I was yeah. like, we ain't gonna be too similar, you know. He could do all that stuff. I'm not gonna do that, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I definitely like to bring another element. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is this like box that like everybody's always in, or like everybody's trying to like be corporate and shit and like what the fuck, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, if you want to know who you really are, like, if you want to know some fucked up shit you did, your flaw, whatever, you know what I'm saying, that's mm-hmm. more relatable to me than, like, playing perfect, uh, tough or some shit, you know what I'm saying, so, that's what I like to do. And, like, mm-hmm. how did this 
magnetic, I'll call it, personality of yours develop over the years? Like, were you always known as the funny, chill guy when you were younger, or did you kind of grow into that? When I was a little, little kid, I was super quiet. Like, I was, like, like with my family and shit, I was always energetic and, like, uh, like performing in front of people and shit, like, before I could even really talk and shit, and like, showing tales and all that. I always liked that shit. But then, like, when I would get around, like, strangers or whatever, I would just be, like, quiet. And uh, just as life went on, that shit was not good all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, I just came out the shell, I guess, because really people thought shit was funny all the time that I just thought was normal. You know what I'm saying? So that had me, like, all right, I'm a... I'm gonna talk more and shit like even like with DJing and all that I wanted to perform but I didn't want to uh rap all the time I was still rapping but it was just like I like being I want at that time I wanted to be quiet and just talk with my hands you know what I'm saying but you know things change mm -hmm. <laughs> the beats and the, everything just kind of worked all in together like you know it just it's easier when people, when more people know know your personality more. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, totally. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you're just more comfortable a little bit. So now I just don't, I just don't give a fuck because it's like, why? Who 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 would I be giving a fuck for? Like, who's gonna be like? What are they gonna do? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, the worst somebody gonna say is, "Hey, I don't like that guy." Like, oh oh well, I didn't do nothing to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, and it, it makes a big difference as like a consumer of the music too, because immediately once I like checked out your stuff, I was like, I like this guy. I want to root for this guy. I want to support him monetarily. Like it all kind of goes from there. And like, yo, there's a there's a there's a bunch of I'm obviously not gonna name names and be a dick, but like there's a bunch of dope rappers that or any artist really that I like. But I'm like, I don't really think that I'll really enjoy spending time with you. And it's fine. I don't need to like enjoy spending time with everybody, but it helps. Usually it helps. I feel the same way. And lately it's been, it's kind of weighing on me more. Well, I don't know. I'll say this. If I do feel the other way, if I feel like I like, like I could hang out with you and shit, then I'm going to like you way more. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll still listen to music and shit. Like, for what it is but i'm never gonna like get all the way into it mm -hmm. unless i fuck with you you know what i'm saying so yeah i don't even yeah. give a fuck if it's the music ain't that great if i if i like you you know what i'm saying i'll be like yo bump that shit he's turned you know what i'm saying so yeah that's yeah and like so i want to get into what preceded you know preceded the first or not the first the last couple of years as you really start to emerge in the music scene under you as a solo artist here uh where you got onto mine and many other heads radars as well so could you get into what inspires you to to get into hip-hop when you were younger well it's always been around i always liked music it's kind of just like it was never a decision it was a decision to like pursue shit but i've always been like literally since a baby, when I was bouncing on my parents' knees, they used to rap to me. Like they had their own yeah. rap for my name, like Zachary Lee, like all this shit. My first book I read was, uh, uh, what's that, Coke, man? 
One A told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. Uh, what is that? I recognize that. Take a chick a boom boom. Oh, okay. It's, it's no book of all rhyming, like, you know, the Dr. Seuss shits, all that shit. I used to fucking write, like, um, like books and and like from first to like third grade and shit and like win awards and go down state and shit for like little fictional shits I wrote so I was always writing started writing poetry and shit in middle school and then by high school you know people were like battling and like showing what they wrote and so I started doing that and with that came wanting to you know I needed beats I think I was like 12 when I started making beats and all my cousin's equipment. He has some equipment. I got it right here, actually. He used to punch me and shit <laughs> and drag me down the stairs when I like, because I didn't know what I was doing. So I would like delete whatever he oh, said. Oh, God, I'd be so all kind of shit. Yeah. And this is like 2002. So like. No backup no, hard drives. There's no backups and all that shit. It's just like. You, it was a floppy disk is what you had. And if you delete that shit, it's gone. So, yeah, I went through all that. And that's how I learned. <clears throat> and then he, my cousin was like, yo, you should DJ and shit. Help me get some turntables. And I started DJing through high school. And it kind of just stuck with that. Like, because from making money, it was way easier to make money right away DJing than rapping and making beats you know what i'm saying everybody always needed a dj for parties and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit so i always stuck with that and did that and then uh just worked on my other shit in the background and then you know shit start taking off start going around the world djing with mick and fucking i was like man but i can't forget about the rapping shit so i was like let me get back on my shit you know what i'm saying real heavy because people just looking at me I, and i love dj and being a dj but like i want motherfuckers to know i got rhymes too <laughs> you know what i'm saying i got beats too like it ain't just that like i got all three and i could do some other shit too so it's like people you always used to say stick to one thing stick to one thing and i just never listened to them because it was all the it's all one thing to me like djing and making beats go together and rapping just happen naturally once you've got that in the equation you know what i'm saying if you got some hot shit going you're gonna say something on it so it just started happening more you know what i'm saying as i got as i started making more beats like i just naturally had shit to say on them you know what i'm saying like i was just talking about shit that was happening <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying so or whatever i was thinking at the time and like having the courage to be like yeah i'm gonna say that even though it's it's kind of wild you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah yeah i thought it so at the end of the day it's me like you know what i'm saying like why should i be embarrassed to say it I'm yeah like, the way that you kind of like have those kind of wild ass lines in your in your music reminds me <laughs> a lot of like reminds me a lot of like rock marciano the way he does it because rock marciano been saying some fucking ridiculous shit but it's yeah. just like fucking sick same like action bronson i love that i really particularly like that shit it's funny it's yeah. like clever and then it's still like a dope bar too like it's not yeah, like some exactly. shit. They, they like characters kind of you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh and that's kind of what happens like you know it's a it's a creative thing of course all this is coming from your real life because you could how would you even know 
the words of situations, but then it's also like you become a character in your own story. And it's like with that, you could put hope or whatever into it. You know what I'm saying? Like you might know, like, like on, I got the song Regal Flow. I don't have, a, I want a Regal. So I'm like, I said the shit. I want the fucking Regal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's that simple, man. You know yeah. <laughs> and so one of your one of the biggest milestones related to your initial involvement in the industry was in 2012. You partnered with Solar Five, rapper producer. If people don't know him, otherwise known as On God, who you probably recognize from a bunch of Mick Jenkins songs. You opened up a studio called the 406 in Chicago. And from what I understand, you did this after dropping out of university. So my question really is like, I feel like that would have taken a whole ton of courage and self-belief to take that sort of leap. So could you walk us through your thought process into well, was how you took that decision? Two universities, but yeah. Yeah, true. It was. Yeah, it was the DePaul and yeah, Howard, right? Howard, yeah. yep, Howard in D.C. Yeah. So uh, damn, you did the research. So yeah, I was at Howard. Shout out Howard in D.C. I love that place. Uh, historically black college. And it was a great place to be at and i was loving it but you know i was doing some dumb shit and i got caught up and i uh, went to jail and got a case and i had to come back to i had to drop out basically it was like i couldn't stay over there i couldn't stay in maryland dc nowhere around there no more so i had to drop out came back to chicago i tried to go to school again but that shit was not working. I worked in a warehouse too, like eight mile type shit for like three years, two years. I don't even know how long it was. I worked in a fucking warehouse driving forklifts and shit. And I saved up the bread and I went and I got a studio. <clears throat> I met Solar 5 around the same time uh, through Def C. And um, he was an engineer. So I was like, boom. You know, I think like, the first week I had opened the studio, I had a session where I had to record. My first client was like an opera <laughs> and it was like 12 people. So I had to set up 12 mics uh, and like record three acts of an opera. And each one was like three hours long. And that's like the craziest experience i ever had recording i never wanted to do it again <laughs> and so i was like, i need an engineer and i met q bones all just like perfect timing and we just started taking off and then my other homies brian and billy um and q they all formed on god and they started making fire ass beats yeah and then one day mick jenkins tweeted i need some weed somebody told him to go meet my homie he met my homie we all like linked up and just started vibing and shit he liked they beats it just all clicked and then that's how like trees and truths and the waters and all that shit came about and um motherfuckers started going on tour and shit and i was the dj so it was like boom you dj boom 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 and then so it just all clicked you know what i'm saying if i had not uh, kept doing one of the things people told me you know what i'm saying and i wouldn't have had all the options yeah exactly so, it really seemed to spawn a bunch of opportunity for you and 
but you don't feel like it was like some big like did you feel like this was just like a logical thing for you to do or did you feel like you were taking a big risk by i don't know not pursuing music in this way and doing something else uh by you mean by not per, what do you mean like when i dropped out or what yeah like after you dropped out like did you feel like it was a risk to like keep going in this or did you have this urge to be like nah like you know what i just need to go kind of well, take I a low risk out, thing doing non-music and just kind of like when i dropped out <clears throat> when i came out of jail i told everybody i told all my close friends that they was like so what you because you know when you in there ain't got shit to do i wasn't in there long. i was in there a weekend but fucking it seems like forever and there's nothing to do you have nothing but your mind and so you get to thinking and i was like what do i want to do when i come out like what do i really want to do like what's my fucking dream you know what i'm saying like what do i know that i want to do this but i need something specific that i yeah. can say and like manifest like something specific what's something specific and i was like i want to go on tour with red man and method man damn and i want to smoke all the weed around the world and that's that was my dream like that was it because we used to watch how high all day in my basement anybody that used to kick it in my basement know the shit word for word the whole movie so <laughs> like those was my heroes you feel me like the, I'm, i looked up to them crazy i still do so i told all my friends that and like you know they all fucked with me in the music but it was hilarious to everybody because one it was completely impossible like yeah. Redman and Method Man were not on tour, hadn't been touring for years. You know what I'm saying? It was tied up in a Def Jam deal or whatever. Um, I've never been on a fucking tour. I hadn't even really released that much music. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. How the fuck mm -hmm. I'm gonna, am I going to go on tour? Nobody we know has ever even gone on tour. Like, this is like, you know, the early days in Chicago. Nobody knows shit. Like, nobody has, like, got on or made it yet. And fucking, this is all just like sounds crazy to everybody, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so, fast forward like a few years later, after the studio and Lincoln and all that, all that shit, Mick calls me and he's like, "Yo, we going on tour." And I was like, "Oh shit, we going on tour!" This is the first tour. I think it was like 2014, 2013, something like that. And I'm just so happy we're going on tour right i don't even think to ask who and then i'm like he goes get and guess who and i'm like who red man method man wow fucking be real from cypress hill and fucking burner from cookies so red man method man be real another goat of the weed rap and then burner the man who made the cookies who got the best weed at the time you know what i'm saying so i was like holy shit like it's everything i said and then I, when i told everybody else they just fell out laughing like holy shit like you really said that shit and when you said it you know what i'm saying it was just impossible so and that's not even no shit that like we did some specific shit to make this happen like it was completely random just some random shit random as fuck it's random, but like like you said, you put yourself in the position to where that could happen. If you right. had you not done any of this, that would have literally been impossible. But it just happened to be that's like crazy. The guy that signed Mick was a partner in the Smokers Club. They were putting on a Smokers tour, and it was 
They wanted to bring back Red Man, Red Man, be real, and then we need a new guy. Oh, let's choose this guy we just signed, Mick Jenkins. They had they had Joey, they had a bunch of motherfuckers. They could have yeah. so it was just like holy shit. And yeah, that was still to this day the craziest shit that's ever happened to me. I like for 30, 35 nights, I think, straight watch these motherfuckers every night. You know what I'm saying? I slept on the floor. I didn't give a fuck. Like I was just trying to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit was crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> and hella weed yeah i bet man especially those guys like so throwing them pounds of weed like it was nothing you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was so nothing and they were all real nice dudes too so it was crazy they say the game is for lifers I'm selling dope to the Pisces Two-step with me, I'm romancing a brick Fiend snorted, start dancing and shit I like to cha-cha too Like, so so on the topic of Mick, like, just generally, like, how is your relationship with him and how did that influence not only your career you're kind of getting into, but how did it help you develop your craft too? Well, that's my homie, so, like, and it's a we we like a different kind of homie because we've been we done did so much shit that only me and him did. You know what I'm saying? Like most like you got a bunch of homies and you all got this this the similar experiences with each other, or whatever. But only me and him have been around the world together, you know what I'm saying, doing rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We be fucking smoking on the balcony all the time, like, man, can you do his shit that we hear right now? And I'll be like, nah. Like, that shit happens all the time and if we the only people and i'm the only person for him that shit happened with and he the only person for me so That's special when we work when we be doing all that shit of course we both rapping i rap he rap so it'd be like he he be, i had to step my shit up you know what i'm saying but he he say the same thing about me like nah you make me step my shit up so we be going back and forth freestyling smoking uh and and at first I was like, you know, I'm I'm the DJ, you know how he gonna feel if I'm trying to rap now? Like he gonna be like, yo, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? What do that mean for me? But he ain't never been like that. He always since day one was like, no, you could fucking rap. Like you one of my favorite rappers. You one of the top in Chicago that I know. You gotta rap. Like where the raps? He always encouraged me to rap. So I was like, all right. If, Everybody think he cold and he think I'm cold. Wait till these motherfuckers hear this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on his new album finna drop. You know what I'm saying? I got a verse on there, Hot Fire. Dope. So that's my man's for real. So it's just like, it ain't never been no no funny shit. He just like, he, we got a whole tape, actually. We got like fucking 13 songs. That, that can come out? It's It could have been out a year. It could have been out two years ago. It could have been out a year it's, I, it's been done for a long time. I don't think it's done. That's the problem. <clears throat> That's why it's not out. He's trying to put it out. I don't think it's done because personally, he got me on like two songs and I got to <laughs> get him on one more song before we drop it just so it's even. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because otherwise he up one and I'm not going for that because... <laughs> Nah, you know what I'm saying? So we just got to make one more song that I got to get him on. We, we become, we be, you know what I'm saying? When we get on a track, he be trying to take my head off. Man. Yeah, it's competitive. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I had to realize that. I didn't realize to like, <laughs> it 
the third song. I was just trying just trying to make some some hot shit, and then I'm like, oh, he rapping, bro. Like, he come like that every time, no matter who he on a, on a song with. And my homie Def C and Q, they solo five, they the same way. You know what I'm saying? So rapping with all three of them has really, really, they they the same story. Where like, um, me and Q got a relationship that nobody else got you know what i'm saying like because we started the studio shit together like we seen all this shit from the jump when it was nothing you know what i'm saying so him telling me to rap i always thought he was a great rapper i always thought def c was a great rapper so them and we got an album too so when they was telling me to rap and it's done me def c and q shit is done and it's coming probably the next two months but jim telling me to rap was like the 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 final thing too because def c always pumped me up like from day one but like <clears throat> i guess i started believing him <laughs> yeah or you know what i'm saying def c says something you should listen and that guy's yeah. that guy's crazy yeah he he like sat me down one day he was like man he was like if you believe in yourself as much as you doing it when you on the mic like when you rapping then you wouldn't have no issue and i was like damn and I was like, he really think I could do this shit? All right. You know what I'm saying? Let me. So, yeah, really, them three people encouraged me like a motherfucker. Like, you know, as long as I know they think I'm cold, I don't give a fuck. Who don't? Who don't think I'm cold? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> they some of my favorite rappers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so... You know, one of the other like big relationships you had obviously was with Kari through mm-hmm, the too. that spawned from the, the 406. And one particular thing is reminding me on this conversation is like related to the album you dropped with him in 2019, Operation Hennessy. Yeah. I read an article recently from you in the I think it was the Chicago Reader. Shouts out to them. And Before you quoted your Yeah, yeah. That. And you were quoted as saying that this album helped kill the doubt for you as it relates to your music. And I find that super related to what we're just talking about. Yeah. Um, so could you unpack that a bit more? Like why did that project have that effect on you? Okay. So <clears throat> I've always been making this style of music or whatever you would call it lately. The past few years has been getting different names. People call throw all kind of shit on what this shit is, right? Or if they, whether they saying it sound like rock, it sound like Griselda, it sound lo-fi, whatever, right? Been doing that shit since before I knew about any of that shit. And it's, you could go check, you know what I'm saying? It's online. Fucking, I never felt like it, like people would support it though. You know what I'm saying? And it was also because I wasn't putting out enough and shit like that, right? I didn't feel like I was ready yet like it was good enough but at the same time i always had people whether it was family or homies whatever like yo man put some drums on that beat or you need some 808 so that banger nobody want to hear this type of shit like motherfuckers want to be in the club and dancing and blah, 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 blah and at this time like all this shit that's popping right now wasn't wasn't yet the wave you know what i'm saying so it was like there was really no nobody knew you know what i'm saying like that all these people would dig that shit. I knew that shit because I'm like, I know a bunch of people personally. You know what I'm saying? So I know that they're online. You know what I'm saying? But 
for some reason, you know, people sell shit. It influenced me to just not push it out. And so <clears throat> Kari, who I've known since he was a kid, probably like 15, 16, whatever, coming in the studio, and who I always thought was a fucking genius. Like him, him and and no name to me, uh, the way they write is is just like genius. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of other motherfuckers too, but like they had a similar at the time to me was like a similar thing going on. So I thought this nigga was genius, and he thought my beast was hard. He was like, "Yo, what the, what the fuck is going on? Let me." <clears throat> and that was that was like a little bit, and then after hearing him on the shit, because I remember when he was with Supreme Regime, and I remember just his whole sonically his whole journey and shit. He could really do anything, mm. but what I always loved and how I first heard him was a certain lane and i wanted to hear that type of shit um but you know my staying on it so um i start telling him and you know he gets the same shit in his ear nobody want to hear this shit nobody want to hear you got to be like they got to be like we got to sell records we gotta blah, 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 blah. so now he's telling me nah no we can't do these beats we need uh, right and I'm telling him, trust me, people want to hear you rap on this. Rap on this. Just do it for me. Just rap on it. Fuck, just rap on it. And then before you know it, we had, like, a body of work. And I was like, look, look what we got. And we started playing it, mixing it. And, you know, when we dropped it, I, I like I said, I knew I liked it. So I knew it was hard. Our friends liked it. I knew it was hard. But to see so many people fuck with it, uh, like, I felt like it was really in the forefront of Chicago hip hop at that time. Uh, every, everybody seen it, you know what I'm saying? And that was like, everybody's giving us props. And uh, that shit killed the doubt because, like, motherfuckers was, motherfuckers was telling me, it was like, man, I was wrong. Like, damn, he was right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that shit. How'd you know? Like shit. And then now people still hit me up. Like, look, look, you see all the shit going on now? Like you knew, you knew, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I didn't really. It's not that I knew, it's like y'all didn't know. Like people have yeah. been listening to this shit the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. No, but, that's sick. Uh, that's sick. And it really it, sounds it, like it was reassuring. Like to, that must have felt really good. And then um, that was also the that's like before I dropped that before Monk and Ebola. Yeah, yeah. Or or Re-Rock as it's called now. But uh at the end of Operation Hennessy is the only time I rap on the tape. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like the whole progression. Like the first song was a beat I, I sent him and he sent me back like a Facebook video just like this right now with him rapping on the mic and we've seen that yeah we'll use that audio for the song and so it morphs from there to like songs that we purposely do and then by the end it's like i'm i'm gonna jump on one now you know what i'm saying and then after that now i got my own shits you know what i'm saying and now when we come back i'm gonna be on that motherfucker some more <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying i think i'm we got a bunch of songs, but I, me and him probably have like two or three that we're both on right now. Three. 
And then me and him, just him rapping, we have probably three as well. So that's just going to come this year as well. Before, maybe, maybe after the new year. I don't know. Maybe we'll wait till 2022. Some futuristic type shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, definitely look out for that shit. Yo, yo, totally, man. I'm, I'm already psyched. And, you know, you're talking about, sounds like a lot of times when you were waiting or like deciding, opting not to put out your shit, seems like a part of it was definitely because you really respect the craft. You, res- you want to, you don't want to put some whack shit out there. And so I found that, in- I find that really interesting because like in your like album descriptions and just kind of like your, I don't know, your demeanor, it sounds like you're so laid back, carefree, which is still true, but when you listen to the music, you hear the detail in the lyrics, you hear the meticulousness in the beats. So I'm like curious, like what does your creative process look like? Is it as spur of the moment as it seems, or is it a lot more calculated? It's definitely spur of the moment, but <clears throat> that's the whole thing. It's crazy you picked up on it because <clears throat> what was holding me back wasn't so much what everyone else was saying as so it was more uh me in my own head right and that's why what Def C said to me like shattered the whole shit and um damn I gotta remember now but yeah it wasn't so much what what everybody else was saying it was like I was thinking about shit so much that I wasn't being myself no more. I was being too calculated and it's not mm-hmm. a calculated thing. Like when I, what I appreciate about the craft isn't the, the calculated part. You know what I'm saying? I do respect people that's calculated, of course, but what I, what glows to me, you know what I'm saying? Like is not being calculated. Like what glows is the truth and the, just some, the rawness of it. I like the raw shit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to stop. And you know who did it too? Fucking and at the time people hated me for saying it, but Lil B changed my life because oh, this nigga rate like the bar was like this in my mind. Like you gotta you gotta do that. And he took that shit and was like that and put it in the <laughs> ground and stomped all on it. And I still like some of the song. So I was like, damn, if he could do that, then I could fucking do anything. Like Nothing I say is gonna be is gonna be whack because look at this shit going on. Like look look what everybody else is doing. Like so, I had to just stop thinking so much. But that was also because of the types of beats and like shit like that that people would send me. I didn't have sonically what I wanted to yeah. to rap on. Once I started making that, once what I was making was sounding like what I imagined. You know what I'm saying? And not just like rapping on whatever beat I could. Then it wasn't, I didn't even, you didn't even think. Like I, like it just flow. It's literally super spontane- spontaneous when I make a song. Like I, I get the loop, I get the beat, whatever. And as I'm playing it, I write the whole shit. And then I just record the whole thing. One take usually, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like doing that on purpose, like the rawness and shit like that, because I figure other people will like that as well. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just going to mix it a little bit better and boom, we're going to be there. You know what I'm saying? The next yeah. one is going to sound like dessert. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that. Yeah, yeah. The way it's mixed, yeah, it, it does. 
I get that. I get that gourmet feel. Yeah, it's like some, you know, it's like it's a sense. I want you to I want you to feel, experience, taste. I once did way too much LSD <laughs> in high school and I had honey flowing out of my ears. Like I could hear honey, but also taste the honey in my ears. And that shit once again changed my life. So now it's like I try to get that when I'm when I'm making a beat. If it hit that, it's like hits a spot in my ear where it feel yeah. like honey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ooh, like it's sweet. You know what I'm saying? And like that shit tastes sweet. The beat tastes sweet. You know what I'm saying? And then I I start taking bites out the motherfucker. And before I know it, it's gone. <laughs> and and the people be like, yeah, this does taste that. good. This does kind of taste good. It does, good. man. I can I can hear <laughs> I can like I can like envision what you're talking about. Like when I'm thinking of your music in my head right now. Yeah. I can honey, honey beats, honey beats. It's like ooh. you know, you're like a lot of what we're talking about right now, Def C giving you that kind of like shattering the the kind of like mindset you previously had and other people that you met chicago like all of it's like so chicago and i'm curious like how important was it living in chicago specifically to your career like do you think you would have had a similar path or even a path period to music had you grown up in a non-hip-hop rich city like chicago i would have probably always been music related uh just because of my parents and like it, my oldest baby pictures, I got like play pianos and a play microphone and like shit like that. And my all kind of tapes and music. I remember the oldest. I remember this shit called uh, who's special special K. I think his name was no, not special Ed. It was special K. No, positive K. He had a song called uh, "What's Your Man Got to Do with Me." That shit was always playing at my house. Like I just remember the sounds like. When my parents got divorced, my mom bought fucking Life After Death. You know what I'm saying? And was knocking that shit, Damn. driving around the city. So, like, I always heard it. But I, I couldn't have been me nowhere else than Chicago because there's so much shit that's just Chicago that's in me from, like, I'm talking about these foods. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm eating all these different kinds of foods in the city. And I'm hearing... I see graffiti, I see, you know, the the gritty shit that motherfuckers is talking about. I wouldn't have seen that shit if I lived on a farm, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have seen fucking shootings and all, just everything, the good and the bad, like yeah. uh, being scared for your life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Might make you make uh, some shit. Riding the train, seeing some shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hugging your mom fucking like everything that come with just going you know going to school walking to school with your homies like just the simplest shit going and getting fucking uh fucking uh shit from the store and shit just like nothing everything is chicago like just the friendships that we've been i've known def c since i was 15 you know what i'm saying because we was both trying to live our dreams out i i was dj once again i met him djing i dj mm. for him the first time i met him you know what i'm saying and uh yeah so that's that 
It's all Chicago. I would have never knew none of these people. You know what I'm saying? They all influenced me crazy. Yeah, word. And yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, because like I'm thinking of like even living where I'm at, it's just a different world. It's a different right. world. I, I experience it just purely from an outside. Well, when I was out there, I seen a lot of uh, uh, heroin addicts and shit. That shit was crazy. In I Ottawa? Yeah. Oh, if you were like in downtown, I feel like I know exactly where, yo, because where you where you said you, where you performed, yeah. you were right around the corner from like a some kind of uh homeless shelter type dead thing. Over there, man. That shit was like the walking dead. I went down that street to get some food, a, a charger, or some <laughs> shit. It was a crowd of motherfuckers that was smoking crack. I was like, what is this 1989? <laughs> crazy. I thought I was in New Jack City. <laughs> I, I was like, that's wild as hell. They got this shit just like this. Motherfuckers was shooting up. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I just didn't expect to see it because it, it was like you saying, like I literally turned the corner. And it was like, it's like, oh, like, yeah, exactly <laughs> where it is. It's like, yeah, I know exactly where that, that show yeah, was. I remember that venue. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I want to get it to your, I want to get into this show now because I find it so interesting. So, Unfortunately, it was posted on YouTube, now taken down. But for those that were privileged to watch it, I admittedly couldn't even get to watching all of the episodes, but I watched a good amount of them. I found it was so reminiscent of the dry humor and like the the weird, awkward tension that I love from shows like Eric Andre and others that just that vein of humor I really like. You had some really dope guests, conversations with musicians from Chicago, particularly, but also some fucking random ones like tiana trump's sister i saw that one yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like it's a hard a show staff, you know i got a weird staff yeah yeah it's it's a hard show to sum up for me so could you try to do your best like give us some insight to what the the premise and the vision of that show was well imagine the worst tv show ever the worst talk show <laughs> nah so uh my homie Jackson, who I make this show with, with 119, you know, everybody at 119, Mike and Daryl and Jude and all them. Uh, me, we all went to high school and shit. Um, he had like, he was, he would experiment with this shit called bad TV and it would literally just be like static and then like some weird visual, right? And he would send it to us sometime and we would just like all kind of laugh and shit. And then, like, I always had that in my head, like, that static. And then, of course, like, you know, old, once again, Chicago commercials and shit like Eagle Man and, like, Empire and all these old VHS uh, commercials and shit. And then also, uh, like, public television, you know what I'm saying? Shitty public television from when I was a kid. And then just mixing it all up. And I was actually asleep. I was asleep and all these things got mixed up at the same time in my head <laughs> and I seen the shit and I was like I, just, I woke up right away and I was like I could fucking do that I was like 3 a.m 3 3 30 something and I fucking wrote a crazy email to like five of my homies and was like this is it this is the show we got to do this show so we're gonna do I had like skits and all kind of shit, like the first night. And like I had one skit where we had GLC. The original, the literal original idea was GLC was gonna pimp Saba's ride. Like I was gonna 
pull up <laughs> on Baba and be like, yo, let me pimp your ride. Cause he had just got like a, a Camry or some shit. And I was like, let me pimp your ride. And I was going to have GLC. I was going to pick up GLC, just smoke weed in it with GLC all day and whatever the fuck we got into. And then just bring the car back. Like, yeah, we pimped your ride. And that was like the first episode. <clears throat> but logistically, that just did not work out. And uh, first episode ended up being Joseph Chilliams, his brother. Shout out to Pivot. And yeah, it was just fucking hilarious. And uh, it was exactly what I saw in my head. Maybe we had more skits in my head, but <laughs> it was it was hilarious. So and then once again, like and I, this is what I meant to say earlier with like all the calculatedness, me being so late, I'm already laid back. So it was like, why am I getting all anxious and amped up in creating? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's not supposed to be like that. So now I, if I ever feel like that, I just hardcore rebel against that shit. Sometimes to my detriment, like you might see a fucked up artwork <laughs> or some shit just because I said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the the bios on the albums, like I said, fuck it. Like it's all me. Every time where I'm like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do? Like, should I write a bio that says, well, I was like, nah, fuck it. And I say what whatever came to me in that moment because i'm like that's that's like the slime to me it's it's a some ooze that's on my brain whatever's wrong with me you know what i'm saying that be just that spontaneous fuckitness you know what i'm saying like not on no bad shit like we trying to hurt somebody or something just like you know good fun like some some shit <laughs> It's like a gangsta-ass jackass, you know what I'm saying? Like, some shit like that. But, you know, I just, uh, I like I like to be spontaneous. No, and I love the way you describe that slime. That's a, that's a, that's a dope, that's a dope, like, concept. What was your, who's your favorite guest? And, like, what, why? Uh, I think Katie got bands because that was crazy. But, let me think. Let me think a little more. The Smino interview was pretty funny. Uh, but I think Katie got bands is my favorite. No, no, no. GLC for sure. GLC 100% was, first off, he's a legend. And mm-hmm. like not only on, like he's just a legend in Chicago, like <clears throat> on the rap shit and just on some like upstanding member, upstanding citizen of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, um he he's just a legend you know in every way so he's a super nice guy and he to be graced with 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 his you know good nature and and presence and he's hilarious he's like one of the funniest people i've ever met you know what i'm saying he could easily be a comedian he's fucking hilarious you know what i'm saying um that shit was crazy and, I, and it was just crazy, man. I used to listen to him when I first started smoking. You know what I'm saying? Like, and once again, he just cool as hell. Like, it's not like I had a bunch of money or like, it's not like I was, like, it was super beneficial to him mm-hmm. to come on my show. Like, he did that shit because uh, he, he fucks with people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I fuck with GLC. 
You got my full support, whatever you want to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Do, do you, uh, like, it's been a while since you've, like, done that show. Like, do you think you'll be, ever try to bring that show back or do something kind of like it in the future? Well, I'll let you know a little secret. I got another show, but it's okay. a cartoon. We okay. just the first episode, and it's actually based on, this is really funny, it's based on a skit from the show, from the broke-ass show, but it's a cartoon version, but it's based on a skit that GLC was in. It's based on a skit called Space Pimp, and it's a cartoon. First episode's done, working on the next few, and then we're going to shop it around, and if nobody somebody's gonna pick it up but like worst kind of worse is we're gonna put it on my site mm-hmm. but it's pretty it's pretty fucking funny i mean it's about a pimp in space like yeah that's that genius shit? diamond pimp in space and he's a good pimp <laughs> he's saving the galaxy you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's not an abusive pimp he's he's he goes around pretty much uh extinguishing toxic masculinity masculinity throughout the galaxy you know what i'm saying in the Damn. most hilarious ways, like pimp smacking motherfuckers off, the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Into outer space, into black holes, all that. You know what I'm saying? Everything you could think of. The real Han Solo story. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be good. That sounds fucking hilarious. space pimp. Space pimp. <laughs> Is that gonna be the name? That's the name. That's the name. Space pimp. But, I love you know, it. We're we're bringing the show back too. It's just. You know, they text me every week about re-uploading the videos. We just don't know the exact way. Probably going to do Vimeo and embed them or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, whenever we get the rest of the episodes back up, we will have new episodes too. Dope. Dope. So, yeah. And we're probably going to switch to doing it live uh, instead of just to make it quicker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's really no reason now. We know it. We know how to know how to keep it moving we don't need all the editing we did at first at first it was like yo we were here for two hours we'll be there like two hours talking and like have to edit it down to like 15 minutes you know what i'm saying yeah it was a lot of like (laughs) no yeah it was a lot of stuff that was like we know we was just talking half the time so yeah you didn't even realize we were doing an interview and then it was like, oh shit, maybe we should like do some interview stuff. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it ended up just balancing out pretty well. So that's sick. That's sick. Okay, well, I'm pumped for that. I'm really pumped for those things. And I was just in a movie too. In Look a out, movie? Uh yeah, I was I acted in a movie with once again, GLC is in the movie. Shit. Uh, it's called Gray Market. Gray, Gray Market. Market? Yeah, I think it actually was at the Toronto Film Festival. It's going to be at Cannes, I believe. Damn. So that's dope. Look out for that joint. Great Two. Great market. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Crazy Interesting. movie. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so you got a lot of shit going on outside yeah. of just the music once again, like we talked about. That, that's, that's dope. That's dope. But see, that's another thing, too. All them other years, I wasn't as productive. I had a lot of shit going on in my life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether it was, like, just Chicago shit, you know what I'm saying, family shit. All kind of shit was happening to me. So 
fin- uh, financial shit, uh, law shit, court. I went to jail more times, two, two more times in that period, you know what I'm saying, before we was, like, going on tour and shit. So it was a whole, like, list of trials. And I went through everything, like, homies dying. My homie got killed in front of our studio. Uh, rest in peace, Gucci. Sorry, you're like, done, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers, it just happened too much, like, and it was just a lot of shit going on, like, all them years. And, uh, you know, not one particular thing that, like, held you down, but, like, all of them together, it was just, like, you never got the chance to, like, get up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it just, and all of this just, like, made me, like, say, fuck it. <laughs> Even more. Like, it made me, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it made like a fireball pop out my chest or some shit. Like I couldn't just sit around no more and I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know. Seize the day kind of thing. Sometimes I fall back into it. Like I've been chilling for a while, but I'm doing a lot of shit. I've been riding my bike a lot. You know what I'm saying? Get my exercise on. You know what I'm saying? Still. I be taking my girl to eat dinners and shit. Watching movies. I watch movies all day. That's really what it is. I watch movies all day and night. Like I probably sleep like four, three, four hours. The rest of the day, I'm watching movies. You're not tired? Nah. You don't need you're one of those people. There's people like that. Don't need a lot of sleep. I take naps in a day, like okay. Or twice, maybe. I might take a little nap, but like at night. I watch movies. All day, all night. I just love movies, man. Like you ever watch Bollywood movies? Uh I've seen a couple, but not like I just watch them all the time. My girl likes them, so sometimes she puts them on. I'm like, oh I can't remember the last one she had us watching. I don't know. She's okay. Yo, in the last in the last since basically since like 2020 pandemic, I think I've watched like a hundred. I never fucked with that shit ever. I thought it was so whack and stupid, but one i've gotten used to it but also like most of the movies i like are they're not all like big giant like three hour musicals with like the cheesiest storyline like there's a lot of dark shit honestly there's a lot of dark stuff in indian cinema right now and the tv shows too uh yeah i saw some pretty dark indian horror movies uh i was like completely frightened (laughs) i never wanted to see no shit like that again i i forgot (laughs) the name was it is it oh i forget the name but was it on netflix by any chance uh it could have been it could have been on netflix could have been on shutter it's called ghoul i'm just like taking a random guess oh no but i did watch a little bit of ghoul yeah that shit is really good it's one of the best actors like my favorite actor radhika opti she's just like i might have to check that out it's like, yeah, and this thing with Indian uh, cinema too, like a lot of it has like religious overtones or undertones that like are really, again, like Ghoul especially, it's fucking scary. Like, oh, I did see Ghoul. That was the one with the family, right? No, wait, no, that's, uh, that's, um, that wasn't an Indian movie. That was somewhere, I forgot where. That was an Indonesian movie. I just watched that, right? Yeah, you should you should watch Ghoul and uh, Sacred Games is a TV show. That's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like that and Mirzapur, they're both on Netflix. Those are like legend shows already, and they're brand new. They're like within the last two three years. I'm looking this shit up right now. 
sacred games like from a cinematography shit it's like made like a movie too it's like pretty intense Tight. and it's dark as fuck but really good korean too. horror has been snapping too i mean yeah it's always been good but like i've yeah. seen pretty good korean horror movies uh they might be the kings right now i don't know i, I did get some, that more. i saw indian flick this dude was whooping everybody's ass like i forgot what it was called but he was beating everybody's ass and it was like super cheesy like yeah yeah he was singing too and fucking it just did not look realistic but he was fucking people up like it was crazy you suspend you suspend disbelief so much in in indian movies even when it's not fantasy it's like just like ridiculous Exactly. I've gotten just, used to and it. And I'll be smoking. I'll be like, yeah, fuck it, put it on. I'm sitting there smoking. Like, Holy shit, you see this? I watch a bunch of movies. Like, probably anything that has that can be watched on streaming, I've mm-hmm. probably seen it. Like, if, it's, if I wanted to. Like, there's some shit that I'm just like, nah. Like, because I already know what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, t- I could probably tell you the whole plot of the movie before I watch the movie for like every movie because there's only like five movies really that they just remake the same five movies in different ways hmm. maybe not with the Bollywood shit they be doing all kind of shit but you know I could tell I'm I'm a little off sometimes but I got the general my girlfriend hates it like whenever we watch the movie she's like shut up don't say like Yo, I'm kind of like that too. I'm really good at guessing the plot. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna happen, and it happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, what else do you expect? Man? First, like, twenty seconds, you could really tell. Like, the first thirty seconds for sure, you could tell what kind of movie it is. What, what, like, you know, like, oh, I've seen this movie ten times already. Like, mm-hmm. I, know, I know what's about to happen here. You know, sometimes you still watch because it's like they're putting their spin on it. It's it's their version of this. Like, but a lot of it is the same. Mm-hmm. Same general gist movie story. Come on. Y'all niggas want the Porsche, I want the Regal. Bad little yoga bitch doing kegels. Stretching this Yola, but I know it's evil. Knowledge from the scholars, but I learned from the fiends too. All right, man, I want to move now to the, the music that you've been putting out because obviously it's been super dope. You yeah. put out two super dope projects over the past year, Iboga, Monk. And I want to start with Iboga because so like my favorite track on that is probably Tennis Court, maybe. And I think that's a really good song to key on because I think it shows something really intriguing about your music because you obviously have like these humorous aspects we've talked about this in a lot of ways but it's also a really interesting mix of being pretty damn soulful and like heartfelt too toes this interesting line so um how how like how do you approach making music like do you consciously try to like balance these two kind of like emotions or is it just naturally you um at this point it's natural but i did have to balance it like put it like this i used to always make i used to make like just straight joke songs like straight parody like you know they might be offensive whatever whatever people wouldn't get it that's kind of what's going on with the cell cooked white folks mm-hmm. right but i had so much more to say and like um 
I got tired of people that I knew, like, just thinking I was like a joke rapper. You know what I'm saying? Just like only, only make, and that's not all I ever made, but I used to make like specific parody songs. Yeah. Man. And I had to realize, I was like, is it, is it like, as a listener, do I want to listen to Lil Dicky? (laughs) Or is it funny if Nas says some funny shit? like yeah. amidst all this other real shit and i was like that that'd be way cooler so it was like i'm not gonna eliminate the funny shit ever because i'm because yeah, that's what i'm thinking but i'm just gonna sprinkle it in strategically so that doesn't take over a whole song you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but like you can still have a thought or whatever like that song is about motherfuckers dying but the first line i'm talking about pillow forts and shit you know what i'm saying so it's like but in a in a gangster way like i had yeah. pillow for like i got pillows of weed you know what i'm saying but yeah so that's a good song man i forget about that song sometimes no, i'm trying to mix way. it all up because when i it's like i said when once i hear the beat once i feel the beat i don't have to like think so much on what to say it's sort of like what it makes me say like so that like i'm just imagining i i wish i had a video because i see i saw somebody laying in the tennis court you know and like it's zooming out from above and shit and i was just like damn and so that's how I started it off. And then just like you might, it might remind you of something in your life or just emotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. Just throw it all in the pot. Like whatever this beat came with, this is what it's coming with. Like, boom, throw it all in the pot together. You know, if I write something to one beat, it's for that beat. I don't like switch verses and stuff mm-hmm. like that because it's like, it's to that music. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. You know, like a an, another interesting mix too. I see is like on the the music side of things. You have like like another example song for people have in mind is Regal Flow. You got like this glitchiness. It's kind of like weird, kind of off kilter shit, but it's also like really delicate soul sampling. And you know, you said honey. That's when I was thinking of. I was thinking of that beat because it's like a it's like a rap lullaby almost. It's like so like oh it's like you know i know and i was like honey i was like yeah that's exactly the way i would take that beat so like what were like what are your some of your key inspirations that like helped you develop your style production wise um i'll say the albums really uh i'll do a mix i guess so when i started really making the beats you know with my big cousin and shit my favorite producer was Pharrell and Polo the Don, who was producer for uh Rich Boy and shit, mm. and uh like Timbaland and um eventually Kanye and shit. And then I got into whoa, well, uh, my bad, Rizza. I forgot about Rizza. I was gonna Rizza. say Wu Tang has to be part was of this. Rizza's no, gotta be part of this. One to me, he was always like the guy, like really. There was no one else. There was it, RZA was like that dude. You know what I'm saying? So I always liked RZA, and uh, as I started making, you know, I liked all the other people I said too. 
And then Doom. Doom was like the final piece. But specifically from RZA, it was like all them early woo joints and like Liquid Sword. Liquid Sword sounded so crazy to me. Takao, all that shit. Um, like more so Liquid Swords and Takao sonically than even only built for Cuban links. Yeah, that one I don't get as much. That one's a little different. Those, those yeah. albums, like rapping-wise, uh, have way bigger um, impact on me. I mean, they all have a big impact on me, but like I, those two albums, rapping wise, like I was like, ah. And then Takao and uh, Liquid Swords, beat wise, I was like, ah. But I still never achieved that. Like I never was able to make beat. I made beats kind of like that, but that's not my style that mm -hmm. ended up coming out of me in the end. Wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? When I heard Doom, it was like, just a mix of all of that uh, everything and it was like honey it, that was the honey that was the first time i heard the honey for real for real is doom and it took me i remember it was um that beat gas draws crazy shit when i heard that shit it just blew my mind and i just couldn't i couldn't figure it and all my friends would always hear me play and say yo you should just rap on that beat Cause I always be like, I need the beat like this. I need to be like this. Is, this is it. Like I need this. These beats. This is the perfect beat. And they be like, bro, just download the beat and rap on it. And I'm like, I can't. Do you hear what he did? Like he made the perfect rhyme for that beat. Like nothing I ever do on that beat will be worth anything because he already did the perfection. And then I I end up learning about that song and he had been recording that verse over that beat for ten fucking. 15 years or some oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go back to his old, old fucking, like, demo tapes and shit, that song's on there. He's just way more energetic and sounds like almost a different rapper. Yeah. You know? Damn. Like the Zev Love shit. Yeah. As he was rapping on that shit as Zev Love. And then yeah. Time, um, you know, he just kept rapping, rapping it, and he, like, polished it more, and that's what we get. I like the, the version that's on the 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 LP on the 12 inch on the vinyl and shit, the, um, the like whatever version, um, more than I like the, the other one, but yeah, I like them all. That, that shit's like the perfect beat, the perfect sample, the perfect way you sample some shit, the perfect everything. Right. And so it wasn't until Iboga or one of, or maybe sometime working with Kari where, I found like a certain sauce, I'll say, that uh, gets me around there in terms of that honey shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I found out, you know, a little technique I could use to to get the sound I want. You know what I'm saying? And once I unlocked that, everything just like fell out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the rhymes fell out. Everything just fell out. Like, it was no... It was all just the beat. Like, it was all like I had this shit built up inside of me, and I was just waiting for the right tone. And, you know, my friends that know music, like, reading music and play instruments and shit more, they tell me, like, yo, you always rap, like, in, in, these, in these type of keys or, like, mm. this signature or that's crazy, that's, that's like a 6-8 or whatever, whatever. I'm like, I don't know what none of that shit means. I just 
hear it and I'm like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just be trying to hone in on it. You know what I'm saying? But I know, you know, when you hear it, I know it's, and I hear beats all the time. People send me beats and all shit. And I love the beats and they're great beats. And sometimes it's beats that I could never make. You know what I'm saying? But I can't rap on that shit because it ain't hitting my soul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that shit got to hit me. So, yeah, those feel distinctly you like those two, like Operation Hennessy too, but like especially Iboga and and uh, and Monk, like they're they all hit they hit it they're hitting a tone that's cohesive, like really cohesive. And that Doom, sh- I can really hear that in the drums, like yeah. like I said, that glitchiness. Like Doom always did that shit where there's these weird like, little skips and drums skittering. I love I love that. It's like ear candy to me. Exactly, and even in uh, on Operation Hennessy, there's a, a song Argonaut is uh it samples the the thing right the beginning of um doom and mad lib shit because i one of those interlude tracks right it was the intro so i took the first song they did and i was like to me it was like on some super villain shit like i was challenging them in my head you know i'm saying not that i maybe at the time i did think i could you know what i'm saying and i was like yo I'm going to take your first joint and you should have just, because I believe in the simplicity. I believe in the, the loop and I believe that they believe that too. And the first joint on y'all album has a beautiful, simple loop at the literal first sounds you hear and y'all didn't loop it. I want to hear y'all rap, rapping on that shit, but y'all didn't do it. And y'all probably did it for a good reason. But guess what? I'm about to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to add insult to injury, and I'm going to put just a drum loop on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I manipulated it and made it sound yeah. deep and thumping, but I didn't, like, program or change nothing. That was the, the loop. You know what I'm saying? That's the dude. That's the guy playing. I didn't mm-hmm. stop it. So I was like, simple, simple. Like, it don't get no more simple than that. I, one loop, two loop beat. And so to me, that was like um, a jab. Like, that's like me punching them in the arm. Like, hey, like, I'm here too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to be the vent. Like, whatever. Like, I'll be, I want to be the, the crazy protege that, yeah, you know I mean, they, it turns bad and y'all got to put it down now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I was. That's how I was thinking in my mind. I was like on some mad scientist shit. Like, not. I, and I thought that if they ever got it or heard it, they would get it and they would and they would laugh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's really what I was doing. And um, yeah. So maybe one day Matt Lib will hear the shit. I don't know. He could easily be like, get that shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck it. Fuck it. Was, day, it's dope. You know it's dope. Because I was like, at the time, I was like, man, because, you know, everybody always in my ear, this dude, I was like, man, fuck them. Not fuck them. I was like, fuck Mad Lib. Fuck. They was talking about Mad Lib, Alchemist, Mad Lib, Alchemist. I was like, man, fuck them dudes. I love them. You know what I'm saying? But, like, why is my friend hyping them up? You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. I could do that, too. I could spar with them, too. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I wanted to um, do that. And Doom ass, 
I don't even. He's just like a wizard. Like, yeah. I couldn't even. I every time I go back and I study, I can't figure out. I just can't figure him out. I can't figure out how to touch him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible practically. Like, it's impossible. He's so nice in in what he's doing, and so it's only like I. Right, I'm just, and that's really how the monk shit was the mentality because that was right after he passed. And I was like, I got to get on my monk shit. I got to be about my craft. I got to, because that's how he did it. He put in so much work and time and hours. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to do that shit too. And then he was also a, a, a master of that loose shit, being loose and everything that I was personally looking for already in my shit. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he was doing really well. So I had to study and just try to see. And it just reinforced what I was already doing and thinking in terms of like, you know, let go a little more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to back up off it. Why are you trying to smother the process? You know what I'm saying? If you, if it hits you and you feel like doing it, that's all. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it. If it don't hit you, move on. Do some, do some new shit. So that's it. Ain't got to get caught up sitting for three hours writing shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just boom. You know, like it's so going to monk now, like how you're describing your mentality, it's kind of related to how I feel like the album makes me feel. I like, I feel like this Sunday afternoon after, and that's you said, like, I need to get focused on my craft. Like I wrote down, it's like it reminds me of like that feeling on like a Sunday afternoon. I like had a really productive morning. I did a bunch of good shit, like healthy, got my shit done. And I can like chill out, maybe watch some football. And I'm just relaxing on the couch, maybe with a spliff in hand or whatever. And it's like, makes me feel like, what were you trying? Like you call it monk, right? Like I'm assuming it's because like you wanted to create something that's like really peaceful, quote unquote, monk music. But then I'm also thinking of monk mode. I don't know if you've heard of this thing or like the monk mindset, which is like basically like a, a mindset where you're like, I'm going to put everything away and I'm just going to focus like a monk. That's what I was doing. And that's what I did. In yeah. my, I didn't talk to, I didn't go nowhere. I wasn't going out the house. I wasn't kicking in with the homies. I wasn't doing none of that shit. I went to isolation. I went and I, my girl was laughing at me because I fucking, was googling what do monks do what's a monk schedule like like you know what i'm saying and i based my schedule for every day off the monk schedule so i would get up sunrise you know what i'm saying i would exercise run around ride my bike whatever you know what i'm saying then i would um meditate you know what i'm saying which my meditation was just smoking <laughs> some weed you know what i'm saying I had to switch that around because I used to just wake up and smoke the weed. So I got up, I do a little stretch, whatever, and then I smoke the weed. Then, um, you know, little little grub real quick and then boom, back to the teachings, which is the beats and shit. So listening to music and just trying to have music going on, just treating it like I'm training. And that time, that's all I was doing. And the album to me is like a little more aggressive, like I'm rapping a little more energetically than Iboga. Iboga's more Iboga came about because I opened my fridge and a vial of acid spilled onto my floor. And like an idiot, I tried to like 
clean it up and like you know what I'm saying I ended up ingesting some and fucking uh <laughs> like my friend left this shit at my house and like I'm holding it for for him he was like scared to drive with it whatever so it's just in my fridge I open the fridge it fucking shatters shit gets all in my system and I'm just like bugging out and I and like for like I made that whole shit I recorded all them songs in 24 hours you know what I'm saying just sitting right here where I'm sitting right now with this mic just like this and it was more like introspective and me kind of playing around with shit and then after seeing the response, I came back on Monk, like, all right, like, now I'm kind of like, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, but still being a little laid back, you know what I mean? But just more, now, now I'm on it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, all right, I'm all, I was on my Monk shit. Like, I was like, boom, focus. I was unfocused. It was just complete serendipity before you know what i'm saying yeah now i'm like let's go like put the music on like treating shit serious not just you know what i'm saying uh then you know you might just sit on the couch for five weeks and not feel like making no music at this time i was like i'm gonna fuck how i feel i'm going in there and i'm working you know what i'm saying so I go through phases like that. You know what I'm saying? Monk, my monk phases. I slipped off, you know what I mean? I start going to parties and shit, getting drunk, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, I got to get back on it. That's sick that that was like your, your mindset. I literally, that's, I actually didn't even think about that until as you were talking about, like, I don't know what you were, I'm forgetting what you were saying before, but then I was like, oh, monk mode, monk mindset. I've heard that before in like the productivity spaces. So I was like, that's, that's super sick that you actually did that. that yeah. That's really dope. Other funny part is like the whole acid part. Like people have been like I've seen in like Silicon Valley, everybody's been microdosing for products. Yo, for real, for real. All this shit, like the, my solo run was sparked the same way. Like I spilled the shit on the floor and tried to clean it up, got high as fuck, and just started. I made a whole album. You know what I'm saying? Just started fucking dropping shit. So it's the same shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just funny. Like I be seeing them articles on that shit. I'm like, oh, shit's funny as hell. I did the same thing <laughs> <laughs> on accident, though. Yeah, it was an accident. So Monk's gonna be re-released on the 24th of September as yeah. a deluxe. There's an extra track, instrumentals on vinyl, just super dope. What I my question is like. What are your future plans here? So I know you kind of like name dropped or mentioned a couple different projects that are coming out supposedly soon. So like I'm assuming your output's gonna keep keep yeah. increasing now. So I'll probably start looking at. I got a show coming up, so I'll probably be focused on that. But I'm gonna start looking at my next. I got songs sitting on my shit right now, like that I could technically organize into a tape, like I did um, month and shit, but. I wanted to be, I ain't got through all the songs yet. You know what I'm saying? But more importantly, I'm not even focused on that yet because I got um, the tape with Def C and Solar 5 that's done minus maybe a song. Um, that's probably coming soonest. Then, Are you producing on that or rapping or both? 
it's mostly produced by me and Solar Five, and we're all rapping on, I think every song. Dope. So it's it's crazy. Like I was listening to some shit off of there yesterday, and I'm just like, I can't wait for it to come. I can't wait to perform those songs. You know what I'm saying? With with them. But um, then me and Mick, we got our tape. You know, that's sort of kind of something that's just gets worked on like as time goes because he sent me shit i sent him shit we might end up collabing when it's done it's done you know when i when i know it's done it's gonna be done then me and kari working on our shit too that's probably gonna come christmasy time after after christmas type shit you know what i'm saying and then i got two solo joints so that's five i got one coming with filthy records um who's putting out the vinyl shout out to decay and everybody on filthy um and yeah i got a specific tape of some dirty ass grimy shit that's coming with filthy and it's been done for a while but um i think that's also got one more song and then my yeah that solo tape i just said that i'm doing but yeah so it's gonna be probably two, three more of them solo tapes that just fall out, just like Uboga and Monk. You know what I mean? So I think once I just sit back, look, I've been doing all kind of shit. I got this shit today. Transformers, the Dino Bot. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here. Got all kind of toys going on. I still got yeah. all equipment right here. You know all the SPs. But I've just been enjoying enjoying the summer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cars, playing with cars and shit. You know, I'm a I'm a eclectic man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like to, you know what I'm saying, enjoy my life, like, you know what I'm saying? And I guess working into your into my schedule of just fuckingness has to be the productivity to uh make this music, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? is what i'm figuring out now but uh yeah gotta get back in monk mode yeah you know i mean yeah it was you already got confidence you can do oh, it yeah. you already did it and I'm monk 24 7 you know what i'm saying yeah. i want to go let loose you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so finding that balance i'm trying to find that balance like in my everyday life so it's not just like these two weeks i'm wild and these two weeks i'm focused you know what i'm saying yeah the healthy balance stuff but every day bounce because right now I, i'm like i don't know if it's the moon or what the fuck run my shit but when i'm on i'm on when i'm off motherfucker i'm off you know what I'm saying? like don't hit me up i'm chilling you know what i'm saying like anybody will tell you i'll be chilling i'll be i'll be you can't find me you know what i'm saying people are like, fuck it he's chilling and then yeah. i just pop out and everybody's like, oh shit you know what i'm saying so gotta get back on it you know what i'm saying yeah i wish i had my shit hooked up so i could play some of this new 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 oh shit. man you know, maybe, maybe another time you know what i'm saying i got all kind of shit unreleased shit you know what i'm saying maybe i'll send you some shit yeah say so you can send it i can put it on the put it on the, the, the back burner of this play yeah. it right after because you know i just and i sent def c and q and uh def c and solar five a lot of songs and and Mick, just to like test them, like see what they say. 
about the verses. I know if I get all three of them, then it's some shit. And they on, yeah. Don't lie, like they'll be the first to tell me, like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happened yet, but like, you know what I'm saying? I know that they would. So that's good. That's good they're honest. But damn, I need Def C and Solo 5 tape is so crazy. That's I think I've heard, I think I saw Def C talking about that on Twitter one time. Yo, I think he, I think he's the one. I think he's actually the reason why I've gotten your music. I don't know. He may have tweeted about Monk. If not, it was like Iceberg Theory because I both of them were like talking about you, and I was like, I've never heard of this guy. And then I'm like, Oh, I have heard of this guy, but I just didn't know your music specifically. And yeah, from there, it's been great. I heard about about it from Def C, and I have a oh, it's a song I want to send you for me and Def C from like because we we were playing it the other day. We made that maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Like, uh, I don't know. But it's fire. Maybe 20, 2014, something like that. But it is fire. Fire. And it's just me and Def C on it. I made the beat. That's my guy, man. I've been rapping a long time. Oh. Yeah. Send me, send me all that. I am very, very welcoming of all that. I would appreciate it. I just want to make you a little folder, a little SoundCloud playlist. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love that. I love that. Um, all right, man. Well, it's been such a blast. Like, this has been a great conversation. Everybody's got to check out Monk. You can pre-order it now. I'll put the links in all the descriptions of wherever you're watching this, listening yeah. to this. And just, yeah, I love what you do. Keep it up, man. I got to interview you coming on. It ain't over. I got to interview you now. What's your favorite ice cream? Ice cream. <laughs> I like I like a classic chocolate. I like a classic like dark and if it's like a dark chocolate, I like I'm not a I don't have a huge sweet tooth, so like not many ice creams I care for too much. I like vanilla, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it's all good. That's that, all I got. You know that's saying? all you got. Okay, well, that's a sick interview. I really appreciate that. I gotta get you on a song, I get you rapping. Yeah. Yo, there's a guy, there's a there's a rapper I, I interviewed too. He actually wanted me to go on a song. I tried, like I I still want to do it, but it's like, I hate, I already hate listening to these fucking podcasts when I have to edit them. So I'm like, yo, I hate my voice. Oh, I know how that goes. I just got over my voice. My old <laughs> song, I used to be like, like rapping real deep and shit. But shit, I'm going to maybe get you like some fucking like intro, some shit, like a uh, intro on a beat. Like, yo, are you the, the radio announcer or something? You know what yo, I, it's, you know, it's funny you saying that there's this dude blood blixing super, super fucking ill. He act, we actually did something like that. It just released two days ago. Street <laughs> Coast Three. We did like a little outro interview thing on like, his on his record. Oh. It was sick. DJ I love that. Yeah. But yeah, I got something for you though, man. I'm gonna sam- I'm gonna go sample a Bollywood movie, man. I got something for you. Yo, get on your beat conductor in India shit, like Mad Lib shit. I yeah. fucking love that. Got I love some- that shit. I'm so biased. If I hear something Indian, I'm like, yo, this is kind of the best beat ever. Yeah, yeah totally. Fuck with it. I got you. I'm going to go cook something up, man. You're going to give me back <laughs> all my monk shit. You know yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, I appreciate you having me on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate the time, all that. Appreciate all the research you did. You know what I mean? Shit feel cool as hell. You know, everybody watching, make sure y'all subscribe to all the shit he got going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's gonna be entertaining yeah he likes yeah. ice cream <laughs> peace <laughs> yeah. 
Peace, dog. Take care. Uh. Body in a tennis court, yeah my niggas kill for sport 20 P's come with me, bitch just make a pillow for If I put this yayo down, they still gon' snore If you snitchin', I kill your ass in the court So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at rapmusicplugpod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.